Welcome to St. Martin in the Fields and welcome to Great Sacred Music, a special welcome to those joining us online. Catherine Winkworth, possibly the most significant hymn writer you've never heard of. I'll, apologies if I'm giving you a lot of discredit there, but she was born in Hoban, just a mile from here, in that direction, uh, in 1827. And she did more than any other single individual to make the heritage of German hymns available to the English-speaking world. And we're going to uh, devote the next half hour or so entirely to her legacy. And we're going to start with one of her most famous translations, Praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of Creation, which was originally written in German in 1680 to go with a folk tune known today as Lober den Herren. It became famous and was known to Kaiser Frederick William III's uh, company, and it was one of his favorites after he heard it sung on a visit to the mines in 1800. But what's really fascinating about this hymn is the difference uh, between what salvation uh, seemed to be in 1680 in Germany and what it had become by the Victorian era in Britain. In 1680 uh, in Germany, salvation was angels playing harps on clouds. By the Victorian era, it had gone muscular and became health and social progress. One critic described Winkworth's rendering of this hymn, this is a classic quote, as an example of muscular Christianity tinged with Philistinism. The same critic accuses Winkworth of importing a 19th century flavor of feminine resignation. How about that? Certainly a vigorous, unself-conscious pro proclamation of Christian conviction, but you'll notice how in each of the verses we start by addressing our own soul with news of God's glory, and then we turn to one another to pay heed to what God has done. It's our tradition of great sacred music to start by singing a hymn together. We remain seated, the voices stand and lead us. You'll find the words on the inside of your handouts as we sing together, praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation.
Catherine Winkworth's father owned a silk mill and she was raised in Manchester among a highly influential group of Unitarians. She was a consistent advocate for women's rights, was particularly involved in women's education, a field in which she became particularly active after her father's ill health and a decline in the silk trade led the family move to Bristol. It's quite interesting to compare her uh, biography with that of Mrs. Cecil Francis Alexander, who you may know about, married the Bishop, Archbishop of Armagh and lived in, in Ulster uh, during almost the same years as uh, Catherine Winkworth lived in Manchester. Key difference was the transformative year of Catherine Winkworth's life, which she spent in the beautiful German city of Dresden where she became immersed in the language and culture. She, be, she began a lifelong fascination with German hymns. In 1855, she pu published Lyra Germanica, a collection of 103 hymns which she had herself translated. It was an immediate success and she'd put together a similar number for a second series just three years later. Amazing productivity. We're gonna hear two uh, of her translations that were in Lyra Germanica and have been subsequently uh, arranged, uh, one by Max Rager and one by the contemporary composer Becky McGlade.
There was a mission behind uh, Catherine Winkworth's translations. She had a deep-seated belief in the power of hymns to cross borders and soothe hearts. She saw the joining together of all people in one voice as a form of peace. Now, you have to remember when she was beginning her career, there was no such thing as Germany, which only came into existence as we know it uh, around about 1870-71. So she was pulling together themes from the many different German states uh, and bringing them uh, as utterances of hope, as she puts it. She writes this in the preface of Lyra Germanica. These hymns have been translated not so much as specimens of German hymn writing as in the hope that these utterances of German piety which have comforted and strengthened the hearts of many true Christians in their native country may speak to the hearts of some among us to help and cheer those who must strive and suffer and to make us feel afresh what a deep and true communion of saints exists among all the children of God in different churches and lands. So she was a sort of cross between the Brothers Grimm, if you remember were doing their work with fairy tales about the same time, pulling them from all over the Germany that was just coming into being after the Romantic movement, uh, and uh, a kind of predecessor of the ecumenical movement that was bringing all these different voices together in a harmony of what she describes herself as the communion of saints. We're going to hear another of her translations from the German now, from the 17th century hymn writer Paul Gerhardt. This is called All This Night, and it's uh, this night that it refers to as Christmas Eve. This is a Christmas piece.
Well, I guess the great uh, granddaddy of all of Catherine Winkworth's translations is the one that we're going to sing together in a few moments' time. But you may not know the story behind it, and it's a story well worth knowing, so I'm going to share it with you. Martin Rinkart became the pastor of the small German town of Eilenburg in 1618, just as the slaughter and chaos of the Thirty Years' War was beginning. The population of Germany fell by around a third over the next 30 years. Eilenburg was a walled city. It became a crowded haven for political and military refugees. This left the city vulnerable to disease and famine. In the year 1637, there was a terrible plague Martin Rinkart was the only pastor remaining in Eilenburg. He conducted 4,000 funerals in that year, including up to 50 funerals a day. As the signs of peace began to appear and the tide of slaughter, famine, and plague began to recede in the 1640s, Martin Rinkart had lost half his own household, including his wife. He sat down and wrote one of the most famous hymns in the German language, Nun Dankit Allagot. Viewing the wreckage of war and the folly of his fellow human beings, he nonetheless still saw the ultimate grace of God, which had given him life, had given him Jesus, had given him hope, and still gave him faith. Because of Catherine Winkworth, we know this hymn in English as now thank we all our God. We remain seated. The voices will stand and lead us as we sing this peerless hymn.
Now, we're drawing towards the end of uh, Great Sacred Music. If you've enjoyed yourself, uh, you're very welcome to come back many, many times. Uh, there's an opportunity to make a donation uh, as you leave, either in cash or uh, with, by swiping a card. And uh, those online can do the same with a text or uh, by going on the website. Uh, I will draw to your attention uh, this booklet that you might find kind of near where you're sitting. Uh, this week and this month, but particularly this week, uh, St. Martin's is making an initiative in giving. Uh, it's an opportunity to invest in an organization that by having sat here, at least for this last half hour, you've obviously got some commitment to and some gratitude for. Uh, there's so much more we can do if all of us club together to contribute to the well-being of the institution. What we're encouraging everyone to do is one thing more. If you're an occasional visitor who puts something in the plate, we're encouraging people to take out a standing order with the bank. If you already give vast sums of money, perhaps you might want to think about giving a one-off donation for this month. Or if you've done all of those things, you might want to reflect on your legacy and adjust your will to enhance the life of this community for many generations to come. Thank you for anything that you can, can do in that regard. Do also look out this Saturday night. The Voices are singing a concert here. I think it looks like about the best treat you can have at the weekend uh, in London, uh, certainly this weekend, just an hour, but all your favorites. Uh, so do come along on Saturday evening at seven o'clock seven o'clock for an hour. Uh, do come back uh, either for Choral Classics, our sister program, that's at 3.15 on a Sunday afternoon, or for uh, next Thursday at the same time. You'll be very welcome and we'll be glad to see you. Now, I'm gonna finish with my favorite story about Catherine Winkworth. Uh, she was a woman with a very sharp wit. Learning of General Charles James Napier's ruthless, unauthorized, and successful campaign to conquer the Indian province of Sindh in 1844, Catherine wrote to the satirical magazine Punch that Napier's dispatch to the Governor General of India after capturing Sindh should have been Pekavi. Now, as I'm sure everybody here knows, but I'll just remind you, Picavi is Latin for I have sinned, Babum, which she meant as a pun on the name of the province, Sindh. The observation was as clever in its linguistic skill as it was accurate in its critique of reckless imperialism. What an amazing woman. Let's enjoy uh, a 16th century German text translated uh, by Catherine Winkworth and arranged by John Rutter and reflect on what it was to be a woman who couldn't be ordained in the 19th century, who couldn't be a political leader in the 19th century, who couldn't be a captain of industry in the 19th century, and so gave us instead an amazing collection of translations of German hymns. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> 